Welcome to the Anger Zone podcast. I'm Danica Holt, a professional certified life coach who specializes in helping you to stop getting angry, repair your damaged relationships, and live the life you're really meant to live. Hey y'all, you remember the choose your own adventure books from our youth? I totally love those. Sometimes you'd end up like in a really bad situation, you know, like you'd be reading along and you'd end up driving off a cliff and other times you'd have like the best ending. But even if you didn't like the ending, you could always just go back and make a different choice. I loved it. And though life isn't that way, our emotions are the same way. If we don't like the result, if we don't like the ending, we can go back and change our emotion and change the ending. So just like you got to choose your own adventure in those books, you get to choose your own emotion. Awesome, right? We're going to go through four steps of how to choose your own emotion. The first step is you begin by noticing how you're already feeling anyway. Step two, you take a look at why you're feeling that way. Step three, you decide if you like where those feelings are leading you. Step four, if you don't like it, then you do something about it. So for step one, how are you feeling? So let's distinguish here between thoughts and feelings. Y'all, feelings are a one-word description of an emotion that you're feeling in your body. Feelings are descriptions like depressed, happy, angry, upset, frustrated, stressed, elated, excited, overjoyed, jubilant. I've never actually heard anyone say jubilant, but y'all get the idea. So take a minute to think about it. How are you feeling right now? Just check in with yourself. How are you really feeling? Are you tired, stressed, grumpy, happy, calm, peaceful, worried, nervous, excited? Now ask yourself, why? Why am I feeling this way? Okay, that brings us into the second step of choosing your own emotion. Why? You might say, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I just do. I don't know is your brain's way of burying your head in the sand. It's like, if I don't look, then whatever is really bothering me isn't really there. So y'all don't take, I don't know for an answer. What if you did know? Just take a guess. There are no wrong answers. If you didn't say, I don't know, then you have a list of reasons why you're feeling the way you do. Or if you pushed through the, I don't know, then you have a list of reasons. But I want to promise you that it's not actually those reasons. It's not what your boss said or what your daughter did. It's not what happened or, or what you did or didn't do that is making you feel that way. Y'all, it's what you're thinking about those things that is making you feel that way. Your thoughts are the sentences in your brain that are your interpretations of everything that's going on, both within you and outside of you. And these are the sentences that describe your experience of life. So some of your thoughts are as mundane as the weather and others are way deeper and can be quite intense, both pleasantly and uncomfortably. Thoughts like, I'm not good enough, or I'll never change, or he doesn't love me, or because he doesn't love me, I must not be worthy of love. Those are all uncomfortable and even painful, but other thoughts feel great. Thoughts like, I'm really good at what I do, or I love him so much. He loves me. So we get thoughts and feelings confused sometimes because of how we say things, because of our language. We say things like, I feel like he's kind of being a jerk. When what we actually mean is he's kind of being a jerk. Or in my opinion, he's kind of being a jerk. 
All of those sentences are thoughts. Even the I feel like phrase isn't really a feeling, it's a thought. And y'all, it's super important to distinguish between our thoughts and our feelings because our thoughts create our feelings. It's true. Every single one of your 60,000 plus thoughts a day creates at least one feeling. It's not kind of mind-blowing. And you're not aware of all of those thoughts because of the incredible power of your amazing brain. You know, y'all know like social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram, they have a built-in algorithm. And like those platforms, your brain has an algorithm, but yours is way cooler, way more adaptable, and way more user-friendly. So based on what you believe and what you value, the algorithm in your brain filters and files away your thoughts and only brings to the front of your mind what you have told it are the most important things. So try it out. Like the next time you're out and about, Count all of the white cars. Look for the white cars. I promise you, if you do this, you're going to notice more white cars than you did before. And it's not because there are magically more white cars on the road than there were the other day. It's because you've told your brain that white cars are important. So it points them out to you. Now, you may not have very intense feelings when you're thinking about white cars. You may feel completely neutral about, about white cars. But what about when you're thinking about other things? But we're going to do a little exercise here. And I really want you to really tune into how you're feeling and pay attention to how you're feeling when I mention certain topics. Okay. So we're, I'm going to mention some topics and just really, really tune into how you're feeling. How do you feel when you think about your spouse or partner? How do you feel when you think about your children or your mom, your dad, your siblings, your pets, your job, your health, the upcoming U.S. election, COVID-19, racial injustice, racial equity, what you're going to have for dinner tonight, your weight, the weather, the last book you read, The last post you read on social media. Your first kiss. Your best friend. Your favorite day this past summer. Okay, y'all, I want you to notice how in these last few moments, as you've been thinking about these different things, how your emotions have ebbed and flowed. Some of the thoughts you have about some of these topics may create light and fun and pleasant feelings. And some of the thoughts you have about some of these topics may create heavy, uncomfortable, or unpleasant feelings. Just notice the difference. Also notice that other people might have different feelings about different topics. Okay, but what I really want you to focus in on is that has anything about any of these topics changed or anything about you changed in the last few moments? Your feelings have ebbed and flowed, but the only thing that has changed is where you have focused your thoughts. Only your thoughts have changed, and yet your emotions have changed. Your thoughts create your emotions. And that brings us to step number three. How do you choose those emotions? Where you focus your thoughts, your heart and hands and feet will follow. That means that what you choose to think about and how you choose to think about it will create your feelings and your heart will follow your mind. 
Okay, that's what that means. Your feelings are created by your thoughts. So your heart follows your mind. Your feelings will then drive your actions. So your hands and your feet will follow your heart and your heart follows your mind. What you focus on will be reflected in everything you say and do. So you have to ask yourself, do I like the results of my actions? Do I like where these thoughts are leading me? If the answer is yes, then fabulous. But if not, you probably want to do something about it. So often when we want to change our results, we start by trying to change our actions, but we're ignoring how we're feeling and what we're thinking. And then we fail over and over again to change. Or if we do change, it's not permanent. So remember, our feelings drive our actions and our actions produce our results. So focusing just on changing our behaviors isn't enough. It's a start. So this brings us into step four, doing something about it. Instead of just focusing on changing our actions or our behaviors, we've got to choose our own emotions. We have to choose to feel on purpose the emotions that are going to drive the actions we want to take. So first, yes, decide what actions will produce the result you want, but don't stop there. Then ask yourself, what emotion is going to drive those actions? What do you have to be feeling in order to do those things? And once you have just one feeling nailed down, then ask yourself, what would I have to believe in order to feel that way? Not just think, but what what do you have to actually believe in order to feel that way? And when you come up with a belief that you think will create the emotion or a thought that you think will create that emotion, then ask yourself, when I think this thought, how do I feel? If the feeling matches, then great. If not, if the feeling matches the feeling that you decided would drive those actions, then great. But if not, try tweaking the thought until the feeling does match. And then congratulate yourself on choosing your emotion. Here's an example. Y'all, I have been working really hard on letting my kids make their own choices and not getting upset when they choose differently than I want them to. Essentially, I don't ever want to withhold my love from them. Not ever. So my husband and I, we set up expectations and consequences. And we try to have, you know, positive consequences as as often as possible. For example, this first quarter of school, we let our kids choose something extra that we would buy them if they earned straight A's. My 13-year-old chose to get an extra pair of shoes that he wants. And my 10-year-old wanted Star Wars Legos. If they earn straight A's, then this quarter we will buy them those things at the end of the quarter. So like my 13-year-old really wants these shoes. And they're completely extra. So at the end of the quarter, if he's earned his straight A's, then the hubs will take him to the store and buy the shoes. But also there's an expectation that in order for them to have screen time, then they need to have all of their assignments completed. They need to not have any missing assignments and they need to have practiced piano every day before screen time and also done their family contributions. So here's where things kind of got sticky this last weekend. So my husband and my two boys have been watching all the Marvel movies and they finally made it to Endgame. They were planning on watching it on Friday night. And Friday, I noticed that my 13-year-old still had about three missing assignments. But at the time, I just didn't want the fight. So I decided not to say anything about it and just let him watch the movie. However, I was totally pissed off that A, he chose not to turn in all of his homework or do all of his assignments. And B, that he knew he shouldn't be watching that movie and he did it anyway. Then the next day, I can't remember exactly what he wanted to do, but he wanted to watch another movie or do something else. But I put my foot down and I said, no, he still had missing assignments. And then he threw a fit. And then I threw a fit. 
And y'all, it wasn't pretty. So I was not choosing my own emotions. I mean, I was, but I wasn't deliberately choosing my own emotions. And I wasn't showing up as the mom I want to be. So let's take a look at the situation through the choose your own emotion steps. So step one, how was I feeling? I was feeling angry, ticked off, disrespected, worried, frustrated. Okay, step two, why was I feeling that way? Y'all, we know the correct answer, right? Because of my thoughts, because of what I was thinking. But what were the thoughts that were creating those feelings? Usually when we ask that question, we just jump straight into listing out all of our reasons. Something that goes along like this. These were the thoughts I was having. I was thinking, he doesn't respect my authority. He shouldn't be getting upset at me. He's the one who didn't do his assignments. He's never going to learn responsibility if he can't even do eighth grade. I've already done eighth grade. Why do I have to stay on top of him? I don't get why he's okay with mediocrity. He knew the expectations and consequences and he made a choice and now he's blaming me for doing my job as his mom. What a little pissant. <laughs> okay, those are the thoughts I was having. Three is evaluate your actions and results. How did I act when I was feeling angry, ticked off, disrespected, worried, and frustrated? I lectured him. I called him names. I wasted both of our time. I lectured him. I kind of scorned him. I withheld my love, not intentionally, but nonetheless, I withheld my love. And I engaged with him in a negative, destructive way. Let's take a little side note here. Remember that your results are only your results. My son's results were his and mine were mine. My results were that I was being disrespectful. I wasn't being responsible for my own feelings. I was negating the effectiveness of setting expectations and consequences by throwing my own temper tantrum. I also wasn't communicating to my son that I love him and will always support him no matter what choices he makes. I wasn't allowing him to be who he is. In short, I wasn't being the mother that I want to be. You know, I could really beat myself up for these results. Or since I don't like these results, I can change them. I can do something about it. So that brings us to step four, doing something about it. So what do I want my result to be? So inevitably, my son isn't going to like my consequences. That's just going to happen, right? Inevitably, he's going to make a choice. There's going to be a consequence and I'm going to enforce the consequence and he's not going to like it. And he's going to throw a tantrum, right? He's going to get upset about that. So in that moment, when he gets upset, I have to decide how do I want to show up? Okay, what do I want my result to be? I want to be a supportive, loving mom. What actions are going to get me that result? Or said another way, how does a supportive, loving mom show up? Okay, well, for me, I think a supportive, loving mom shows up when I put my arm around his shoulder and offer encouragement. I want to say something like, but I know it sucks to not be able to do what you want to do. Is there anything I can do to help you get your assignments in? Or even just to say, you know what, bud, I know it sucks. I love you. What emotion would I have to feel in order to say those things to him or to put my arm around him? Probably compassion or maybe understanding. Okay, for me, let's go with compassion right here. And remember, it's important to keep it at just one one emotion for now. Okay, so if I want to feel compassion for my son, what thought would I have to believe in order to feel compassion for him when he is upset that I'm enforcing a consequence? I'd probably have to think something like, he's hurting right now, or this is hard for him, or growing up is hard sometimes. Maybe he needs a hug. Okay, so for me, the thought that produces compassion is he's hurting right now. So if I could believe that in that moment that my son is hurting, then I would feel so much compassion for him that I wouldn't be able to keep myself from embracing him. 
And then I have to ask myself, how might that situation have been different if I had been believing that my son was hurting in that moment? It doesn't necessarily mean that I would have given in, but it means I would have been a supportive and loving mom in that moment. Y'all, the good news is that I'm fairly certain he and my other kids too are going to not like the consequences that my husband and I have set forth. They are going to be upset about it. The next time my son is upset about a consequence that I'm enforcing, I can either choose to believe that he's doing it to be disrespectful or to defy me in some way, or I can choose to believe that has nothing to do with me and that sometimes facing the music as a human being and learning to take responsibility for our choices hurt. And in those times when we're learning those lessons, we just need someone in our corner to let us know that we can handle the consequences and that it's all okay. And y'all, he may throw my arm off. He may choose to continue to be upset. And I'm betting he may try to engage me in the same way that we've always engaged in the past because that's what's worked in the past. And that's the pattern. And I get to choose what I believe about those behaviors. I think it'd be useful if I chose to believe that those behaviors are even more evidence that he needs a loving and supportive mom right now who's there for him and that I am that mom. Y'all, that is how you choose your own emotion. You can do this process for any situation. So give it a try and let me know how it goes. And choosing your own emotions on purpose and really living them can sometimes be kind of tricky. And that's where one-on-one coaching with me comes in. Emotions are just one of the topics we cover in my eight-week coaching program called Stop Getting Angry. Y'all, you'll gain the skill of feeling on purpose so that you can become the person you want to be in any situation. We get you from that place where you're getting upset to the place where you've totally got it. You're totally chill. It is possible, my friends. So go to theangerzone.com, click the blue Stop Getting Angry button and book your consultation call. And we'll get started coaching right then and there. I'll see you soon. Bye.